really pumped to try out this new podcast. Going to try to post it once a week. And uh, it's not the first time I've ever done a podcast. I've actually posted some before. Uh, I've been able to do some with my friend Katie Martin and really have great conversations. But what I wanted to try to do here was just try to give you something, you know, once a week. I'm planning to post this every Sunday night. So maybe you can have something for Monday morning just to get you to think about something. Or you could obviously listen at any time during the week. And try to give you just something to think about. Something to think differently about, you know, how we teach, how we look at teaching and learning and how we share and part of the reason I'm actually doing this is I want to try something different. I've actually been blogging uh, for the last 10 years and I'm probably going to continue with on with blogging but I wanted to try a different medium and I think a lot of times when we do this the purpose is to actually understand it from the viewpoint of a learner and one of the places that actually inspired me uh, I did a podcast with a with a, a group uh, just recently and it was actually a group of students who were leading a podcast and I was just looking at you know how they were taking time to reflect taking time to share some questions and thoughts and I thought you know I, I need to have a better understanding of this so this is actually me trying something different taking a little bit of a risk which actually brings us to the week's topic is the idea of risk-taking and I wanted to share a little bit about the idea of risk-taking and how we look at it in education and when you hear the word risk, what we often insinuate in our heads is something dangerous, is something, you know, that's risky and uh, obviously risk-taking risky, obviously they kind of connect with one another, but, you know, something that we'd be really scared to do. And I think that when we look at risk-taking within teaching and learning and how we think about it, I think it's actually a lot more attainable than what we perceive and I actually kind of shared a way that I think about the idea of risk-taking and and what I actually kind of redefine it and so simply I've shared this before is that risk is simply moving from a comfortable average in pursuit of an un unknown better and so I'll just say it one more time it's risk is moving from a comfortable average in pursuit of an unknown better and so when you think of it in that sense Sometimes we actually become averse to taking risks, not only professionally, but personally. And I'll give you an example that will probably resonate with a lot of people that are listening to this right now, including myself. Uh, and this is why I connected, is that think of a time that you stayed in a relationship way too long. Why did you stay? And, you know, hopefully it's not right now. You know, hopefully, and maybe it is, who knows. But... The reason why we tend to stay in those relationships that we actually know are not working, that we know are not beneficial, not bring out the best in who we are, is because it is what we know. And I think that when we leave those relationships, when we actually go outside of that comfort zone, we then tend to look back and then we wonder, why didn't we try something new earlier? Like, why did I spend so much of my time with this? and actually not leave sooner. And so when you take that personal idea and then you move to a professional context, the same could be true is that sometimes we stick with teaching practices or even things that we do in learning, not because they necessarily work for students, but they're comfortable for us. And I'll give you an example. Um, when I was in school, when I was in grade three, I could tell you that in grade 11 English because I had two older brothers and an older sister 
that we would learn the great Gatsby. So I could tell you eight years prior that we were going to learn the great Gatsby. Now I'm not saying the great Gatsby is not a good book, but what does that tell you is that my, my two brothers, my sister read the great Gatsby. They would do this impression of the teacher saying Daisy, Daisy, Daisy. I remember it like it was yesterday. And that was something that was taught, not necessarily because it's in the curriculum, because I actually don't think it was actually in the curriculum. And so that was taught because that was what the teacher was comfortable with. That was what the teacher knew. And so that was going to be taught over and over and over again. I'm not saying don't teach a great Gatsby, but when you have a different group of students every single year, when you know they have different interests, different passions, do we teach the same thing or do we teach the same way based on who we are and what we know, or do we adjust to the learners in front of us? And so when you take some of the teaching practices that, you know, we might do, and I'm, I'm including myself in this, you know, as well, like I said earlier, when we, when we don't take risks, you know, it's actually, we stick with that comfort level. We stick with the comfort zone of what we know, whether it works or not. And that kind of brings me to my next point is that when you think about risk, we always think of risk in, in the things that we do, you know, that, you know, we try something new. But I also think about risk in the context of things that we don't try and things that we actually don't do and and we don't necessarily see their impact right away, but it will happen over time. And I, I give the analogy, I've, I've, in 2019, one of my big focuses was uh, running 100 miles using the Aptive app, which I absolutely love to just kind of set a goal for myself. And so one of the things I really focus on is getting up every single morning and getting on a treadmill and, and putting in the miles. Now I'm telling you that every single time I, I get on that treadmill, there is an opportunity for me to fall, to hurt myself. You know, I've had knee issues in the past. And so when I don't get on that treadmill, I could totally stay nice and safe in my bed and be comfortable, get that extra hour of sleep, whatever. And so there's a risk that I'm avoiding by not getting on that treadmill. And that's the way we perceive it. But when you really think about it, what's the risk I take if I don't try, if I actually don't do this? Well, it could lead to, you know, um, some unhealthy, you know, eating or unhealthy living habits for myself, uh, you know, heart issues, you know, gaining weight, things like that. And so, yeah, the, the risk doesn't seem inevitable at that point. But eventually, it will catch up to you when we actually don't try things. And it's the same thing in education is that when we use practices that don't work for our kids because we're scared of trying something else, we, we do inevitably take a risk of not serving the students in front of us. And I think that's part of the connection that we actually have to make when we're, we're talking about the idea of risk. And when you're looking at trying new things, I think the question always starts, and this is something I'll say over and over again, is you know what works for our students? What actually brings out the best in them? And now this is really important uh, part of this is that there are things that every single person who is listening to this podcast that they do with students that they've maybe done 5, 10, 15, 30, 50 years that actually works to this day. And so we're not talking about practices that work. And I think one of the things that I've really tried to shift my thinking about is using the term traditional in lieu of the word bad. Because I think that some practices 
that we've used forever are still relevant to this day. And I always give the example of storytelling. Storytelling is probably the most powerful, you know, form of teaching, you know, throughout history. And we still use it to this day. And, you know, those stories where we share them, you know, like this podcast on YouTube videos, you know, in front of our class, they're still relevant. The medium might have changed, but they're still relevant to this day. So I would not see the traditional practice of storytelling as bad practice, but there are things that are bad practice. So if you're if you're using something that works and, and it works for kids, not necessarily for the adult, but for the kids, then yeah, there's not really necessarily a reason to go through it. But I think that every one of us, including myself, could look at some of these things and say, okay, is there a better way I do this? Or is it is this something I have to totally redo? Or is this something I'm going to have to tweak? Is this something I'm going to have to think about different? And so where I always say that when we look at our practices, and a lot of people I talk to, they think of changing edu- their, what they do in education and basically doing a 180 degree shift. And when we think of that, that's a very daunting practice. And actually, it's really a recipe for failure is that if you try to change everything that you do all at one time, it's too overwhelming. It's not beneficial to the students, not beneficial to you. And so what I encourage you to do is I really encourage you to just look at one thing that you're doing in your classrooms and one thing that you're maybe doing in your leadership style, one thing that maybe not even in education, but something that you're doing personally, you know, maybe looking at, you know, how you spend time with your family, how you, you know, connect, you know, with those close to you, how you take care of yourself, you know, um, health-wise, mentally, spiritually, physically, whatever, and ask yourself, is there something different I could be doing that I'm not accustomed to? And just try that one thing. And then see how that one thing goes and probably gonna have tweaks through that process. But once you get that one thing, try the second thing and see how that goes. And uh, one of my favorite trainers, Megan Takis, I connected, um, learned a lot on Aptive. And really one of my favorite apps uh, for physical health, Aptive. If you don't have it, uh, it's something I do pay for, but I, I do love it. Uh, one of the things she said was the clock is gonna do what it does. You know, our timers are most precious commodity. So really how we think about how we use our time in trying new things is really important. And, you know, like I said, if we if we don't take some of those risks, if we don't try some new things, does that actually hurt us long term? Is that actually a bigger risk that we're not taking? So just some things I wanted to you to think about this week. And I I hope you enjoyed this. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, You know, can you connect with connect with me at G Carose or on Instagram or Twitter. I'd love to hear from you. And what I challenge you with this week is, is just think about one thing. Just think about one thing that you're going to try that pushes you out of your comfort zone to do better for yourself and to do better for those you serve. I hope you have a wonderful week. Thank you for all you do. Take care. It's just me, myself, and I.